Zone. For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't know about you, but this week just flew by. I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks for joining me on a Friday morning while Farm Director Pam Yonke wraps up her farm tour in Iceland. Today, her group is finally getting some temperature relief. They've spent most of the trip in single digits. Today, it's going to be 21 degrees in Iceland. Meanwhile, here in Wisconsin, we just got some winter precipitation. It wasn't too fun to drive in this morning, but I didn't experience any slick roads. Today, we will see a high of around 31 in the Madison area. It's going to be pretty cloudy with wind speeds at 15 to 25 miles per hour and higher wind gusts are possible. Ag meteorologist Stumuck will have our Compure Ag Weather Update later this hour. Also today, what's available to you when it comes to keeping your home and farm energy efficient and cost effective? Focus on Energy will be on with some programming options and more to wrap up the farm show. Before that, we'll get a sense of what it takes to haul livestock around the country, especially when the weather gets out of hand. And as always, stick around for your market update. Charity Seebecker starts us off with news on how the state of Wisconsin is making sure residents have access to what's really become essential in this day and age, high-speed internet. Stay tuned. At Compure Financial, we're defined by you, your hopes for the future as well as what you need today. As a local member-owned cooperative, you shape how we serve agriculture and rural communities. As a partner and part of your community, we're here for you with personalized service and expertise you can rely on. Contact your local Compere Financial team at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash you for your lending and other financial needs. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Focus on your farm in 2023 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. The Public Service Commission received 74 applications to expand broadband access. This has been ongoing with grants being provided each year. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. PSC Chairperson Rebecca Vach explains how the effort to provide broadband services in rural areas is going and why it is so important. It's going really well. So we've been doing this now each year. In a couple of years, we did it twice a year. Since 2019, we have awarded nearly $340 million in funding for projects to bring expanded or improved service to more than 390,000 Wisconsin homes and businesses. And a predominant portion of that 390,000 locations are located in our rural areas. We know that Wisconsin has a number of challenging areas to serve. We have cranberry bogs, we have dense forests, we have, you know, very steep granite that we have to traverse. And so we know that there are still people who lack access to broadband, and it is our goal to make sure that everybody gets connected. When will this grant money be going out, and is there more coming 
So currently we have the 74 applications that were received. We have $14 million available to us currently under the state broadband grant program. What's really important is that when he delivered his budget address, Governor Evers announced another round of broadband expansion grant dollars, and he's proposing a $750 million investment into the state broadband expansion grant program. And under that plan, we would distribute no less than $75 million per year. So the $14 million that's available right now, we expect to announce those grant recipients by this summer. The governor's budget also includes a digital equity portion. And because we know that it's not just about access to the infrastructure itself, but we know that we also have to be focused on affordable internet service and adoption. So if there are parts of our state where there's a part of the population that doesn't understand how to access the internet or they can't access it because it is not affordable, then they're not living to their fullest potential in terms of being able to utilize our digital tools. So we also recognize that it is important for us to also be focused on affordability and adoption. How many people are really able to be benefited from this? How much of an impact does this really have on Wisconsin? It has an incredible impact. Just since 2019, we have brought or improved service to nearly 400,000 Wisconsin locations. And this latest grant round will build on that success. But it's really critical that we continue to get funding at the state level. There's a lot of talk about the dollars that are available from the federal level. And those dollars are extraordinarily important. But we need more investment than just the federal dollars to ensure that everybody gets connected. We also, in the governor's budget, he proposed a line extension grant program. And really what that does is we've heard from a lot of people in rural Wisconsin who they have a neighbor across the road who has access to fiber. But then when they call the internet service provider, the estimate to bring that fiber up a quarter of a mile long driveway is too high of a cost. So this line extension grant program would reduce the cost of those expensive line extensions and really help rural households to access broadband. The governor is also proposing to change state law so that local governments can enact an ordinance or they can adopt a resolution that would authorize the local unit of government to construct and own or operate any facility to provide broadband service. That would also allow those communities to apply directly for a grant from the PSD. So it's a combination of a lot of different tools that we need to ensure are in the toolbox, um, especially for our neighbors in the rural parts of Wisconsin in order to access high-speed internet. What are some of the key challenges that are affecting being able to have all of these rural communities have that broadband access? Is it supply chain, the wires, or what exactly are these key things that are really affecting making this very streamlined? So I think the biggest challenge that we face is having accurate maps. So we need to ensure that we know exactly where broadband is needed 
and where it's already available. And for the you know past 15 years, it's been really difficult to have very specific, accurate data, and we're making a lot of progress on that front. The maps that we have at the Wisconsin Broadband Office really contain a lot of information that helps us to decide when we're making these grants where the infrastructure is needed the most. So I would say the biggest challenge is the mapping data, but certainly we've seen some impact on supply chain related to the cost and the availability of materials. And really in Wisconsin, you know, we have a limited construction season. So that is a challenge as well, which is why at the PSC, we try to schedule our grant rounds so that we can get dollars out the door to those eligible recipients and that they have enough time to take full advantage of the construction season here in Wisconsin. How prevalent of a gap is there between rural communities and non-rural? Just how bad is it? Are people really just, hey, I've got to go to McDonald's to get this work done? Or where is that line? You know, I would say it's all over. So I have heard numerous times about students, you know, having to go to a parking lot or to their local library in order to finish their homework. We really heard a lot of those stories during the height of the pandemic. And it is what motivates us here at the PSC to make sure that we are deploying these dollars as responsibly but as quickly as possible. We understand that there is a huge need in the rural communities, but we also see needs all across the state. I would say that just because of the topography of our state, that there are areas in every single corner of our state that still need access to high-speed internet. Are there some portions of Wisconsin that are more readily accessed to broadband compared to others? I think in general, when you look at the map, the access to the infrastructure, you'll see that infrastructure going in areas that have higher populations. So historically, that was where the investments were made by the private internet service providers. But as the years have gone on, our state broadband expansion grant program is helping to close that gap and to bring investment to areas of the state that have lower population density. Well, these are great things that are happening. This has been ongoing. Are there any communities that can really claim success to this working? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have communities that we look to as sort of, you know, examples of how broadband expansion grants can help these smaller communities thrive and really live up to their full economic potential in a digital age because we live in a digital age. I mean, I look at Marathon County, the town of Cross in Buffalo County is a great example, but we've got really, really great projects that represent communities across the state. We've got really great projects in Pierce County, um, in Vilas County, Richland County, and all of these areas now have improved access to broadband. And it's so important because as everybody knows, broadband is not a luxury. It is an absolute necessity in order for all Wisconsinites to be able to live their fullest life, whether that's you know being able to access applications for jobs or schoolwork or telemedicine. Um, and it's also economic development to be able to run your business online, to utilize precision agriculture, 
And so we at the Wisconsin Broadband Office recognize how necessary it is. And again, that's, that's what drives us to make sure that our state broadband expansion grant program utilizes our taxpayer dollars as efficiently and as responsibly as possible. That was PSC Chairperson Rebecca Vock. For more information, go to psc.wi.gov. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When we first came to Midwest Family Madison with the rebrand of Stone Trailers, we were really trying to ramp up our recruiting efforts. We wanted something fresh and creative that would draw in an audience that would want to work for us. It is important to us at Stone Trailers to have a diverse workforce and we worked with our Midwest Family Madison Hispanic radio station and our bilingual recruiter to really make that happen in a short amount of time. When we started our campaign, our goal was to reach 300 new employees. We exceeded that goal by 25% with the help of Midwest Family Madison. We can share with everyone else that we do appreciate our employees and we want them to continue to succeed. To build a custom recruitment strategy for your business, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. It feels great to see the growth that we have accomplished over the last year. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, I'm looking forward to hearing what we have in store for us this St. Patty's Day holiday weekend. Are you big into the whole corned beef, cabbage, and beer scene? Oh, I know my wife wants to go out and find some corned beef somewhere. Well, we'll take care of that, I'm sure, for the weekend, but that's about as far as we go, you know? Well, beer's on my menu. And I've got friends coming down. The big debate is if we're going to need a jacket or not when we go out <laughs> this weekend. I'm on Team Jacket, and I think your forecast might back me up there. Oh, yeah, I'm going to back you up with that real well. And even if it's not cold enough for you, it's going to be very windy. So that jacket's going to be feeling really nice to shield you from the breeze. We've got some very windy conditions going to be in store. And not just today, but right on into Saturday and even Sunday, still a bit breezy. After all, we've had precipitation in the area. I get reports from, from all over different amounts, 3,400s at Madison, 4,500s at Fond du Lac. My friend John just east of Fond du Lac, about six-tenths of an inch. And that's Iola up in Wapaka County, 6,600s of an inch. Reedsburg at 5,100s of an inch. 
a lot of rainfall. Well, of course, rain, snow, sleet, it kind of froze too, and it's freezing down this morning as those temperatures are below freezing and aren't going to rise a great deal today. In fact, that's kind of the status we expect today. Temperatures holding fairly steady in the upper 20s and strong winds. It's going to be a chilly day, no doubt at all. Low pressure is pulling northeast and away from the state. Radar still indicating some light snow up over the northern end of the Dorp Peninsula, up into the UP of Michigan, still back to far northeast Minnesota, but most of that will pull away from us today, and we may even have some sunshine breaking through, but a windy and chilly day is exactly what's in store. There could be some flurries around again quite late tonight or into Saturday as another weak front tries to wedge through. Not much moisture to work with, just a few flurries possible. And otherwise, that front just serves to keep those temperatures cool right through the night, right into the day Saturday. And then there'll be some moderation, the beginning of some warm-up. By Sunday and Monday, we could find our way back up into the 40s by Monday and into Tuesday. Sounds a bit nicer, at least temperature-wise, but another chance of some rain. In fact, late Tuesday into Wednesday, rainfall certainly appears to be something we're in store for. And I'd say probably having a little measurable rain at that time to add to some moisture in the area. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. A big thank you to Kyle in Evansville for texting us his rainfall report. Three-tenths of an inch with snow and freezing rain covering the grass. Again, that was in Evansville. And, Stu, as you said before, we might get a break at the end of this weekend, beginning of next week, around the first day of spring. But then there's more precipitation in the forecast. Yeah, more wet weather on the way. And, in fact, our Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast is for cloudy skies today. Could see some clearing, a little sunshine. More likely as we head on toward afternoon and evening. I guess we can all handle that. Temps not going to do much. Very upper 20s are about 30. The best we'll see today. And the west winds will be strong, 10 to 20. They'll gust near 35. Mostly cloudy overnight. We drop down to the very low teens, you know, 13, 12, a cold night with west winds 10 to 20 gusting to 30. Wind chills could drop just below zero here in the nighttime. A good time to have your jacket along, no doubt. Mostly cloudy Saturdays, some afternoon flurries possible. Mid-20s, 25, 26, northwest winds 10 to 20 will gust near 30. Mostly sunny Sunday and a little improvement, a lot of upper 30s, maybe a 40 with the west winds at 5 to 15 and even Monday up into the mid or upper 40s, but breezy. And of course, that leads on to something else. And that's where I expect that next chance of precipitation a little later Tuesday or on toward Wednesday, Stephanie. So we're going to stay a little on the wet side, but I guess that sounds like spring too once it gets here Monday. Absolutely. And then my follow-up for you, Stu, is how are we looking when it comes to drought conditions? Uh, we're starting to move in the right direction. Let's put it that way. But uh, we can use a little more, believe it or not, uh, at least to get us in good shape for spring. Well, April showers to be expected. Thanks, Stu. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have a great weekend. And Pam will catch you back here again on Monday. All right. Take care.
And whatever falls from the sky or not, feel free to tell us. You can use the Farm Talk text line at 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Just visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know adding heads up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long? Ask your seed dealer to apply heads up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. Learn more at headsupst.com. Are you ready to get your musical game on? Are you a 7th to 12th grade Wisconsin garage band that wants to play Summerfest, the world's largest music festival? Then Rock Hansen wants you. All genres of music are invited. Rock, reggae, rap, jazz, country, or whatever style of music you play. This is the only program of its kind in the nation. Check out rockhansen.org for more information. Registration is free. This competition will showcase 10 statewide garage bands at the big gig. The winner and runner-up each receive a second gig at Summerfest and a professional recording session. Check out rockhansen.org. That's R-O-C-K-O-N-S-I-N.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Rock Hansen is brought to you by the Nicholas Family Foundation and made possible by the support of Madison Area Music Association, TW, Sure, KW2, Tilt Media, and 1670-967 The Zone. Rock Hansen, Youth Garage Band's Rocking Wisconsin, produced by Dennis Graham Associates. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Sweeter Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeter Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeter Metal Roof. 
best proof you'll ever need. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Our fans are so passionate at Rain Bay. There's a 50-year waiting list for tickets. Uh, they pack that place every single year, and they live and die with the Packers. Another turn and point of fork stuck in the road. Rodgers gets the snap, blitzes on, Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, rainbow. He's got power to the 10 to the five, to the end zone, touchdown, and Just really, really thankful I got to be the starting quarterback of the Packers for 15 years. You know, that's why it's been so bittersweet is because um, I love that town so much and I have so much love for so many people I've met over the years associated with that. Uh, the game has given me a ton. I've tried to return that as much as I can, but that town, that region, that state has given me so much love and support from the day I was drafted, which was obviously controversial, to when I took over in 2008 and went in the Super Bowl. Uh, all the incredible memories over the years. Packers for 15 years. You have to be in organization for 18 years. Like 18 years, that's a that's a teenager. You know, that's that's becoming an adult. And that's what I did there, and it was because of the people I met there and the places I went and, and the times that I had. So man, I love you, Green Bay. Thank you. And uh, I'm as sad as as uh, some of you are, but uh, you know, we'll meet again. Rowdy will meet again. In the Super Bowl, maybe? No. 
preseason game. Jets, Packers preseason. I don't think Rogers will be playing, but. Especially <laughs> if it's not the first one. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Aaron. I miss you. Now, Rowdy, you got any? Uh, I know you do. You got some favorite Aaron Rodgers moments? God, there's a lot of them. I mean, you can just start with Hail Marys. Yeah. Hail Rodgers. Put the, the belt on. You have the Hail Mary in Detroit. You have the Hail Mary in Arizona. I mean, technically, I guess you could use the Randall Cobb. I don't know if I'd really consider that a Hail Mary. The NFC but North Dagger? Yeah, no, a Super Bowl. Dude, that game against the... Oof. How about the Jared Cook toe tap? That. Oof, with the Mason Crosby boy. field goal? I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the divisional round game against the Falcons, the dude was surgical. He was throwing lasers out there against the Falcons. Insane. Um... I was in attendance against the Kansas City Chiefs when Aaron Rodgers, I think he put up five touchdowns. The Chiefs, that was when the Chiefs hadn't scored, a, their wide receivers hadn't scored a touchdown in a whole year. They ended up scoring on that game. But Rodgers was just a man possessed against the Cardinals at Lambeau Field. Uh, Chiefs, I'm sorry, at Lambeau Field. I was at his worst game ever. That was the Cardinals game against Josh <laughs> Rosen. I, was, I didn't attend that game. That was terrible. Um... God, I mean, there's so many good ones for Rodgers. The Hail Marys, like you said, Rowdy. The the run in the playoffs, all on the road to win that Super Bowl. Rodgers was the man outside of, I don't know, he wasn't the greatest against the Bears in the NFC Championship game. But, my God, leading up to that, the dude was a monster. Great Super Bowl, too. It just Well, one of so the other good things, ones. it's kind of like the Brett Favre situation here. You're going to remember certain plays like the ones we kind of just named, but overall you're just going to remember all the great throws from yeah. all the years. Yeah. All the great games. I mean, just just him hitting Jordy Nelson for example, like it's like every single catch between him and Jordy Nelson, they had some kind of chemistry that you could never duplicate. Like when he targeted Jordy Nelson, he almost had like a perfect passer rating. The dude in the toe tapping from Jordy Nelson was insane. And then you move on to Devontae Adams. Insane. Uh, and Rodgers, you know, making guys, you know, much better than what they really were, how he could elevate players around him. He was insane. Rodgers literally dragging teams to the NFC Championship games that had no business being there on his, on his back. It was insane. Did the chickens come home to roost last night? We'll find out. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back on a Friday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Happy St. Patty's Day. I hope everyone celebrates accordingly this weekend and be safe out there. Even though spring is just around the corner, it technically starts on Monday. It's going to be chilly today and tomorrow. And the Farmer's Almanac says that even on the first day of spring, we all wish for a warm breeze or two. But guess what? It's more rain and snow for you. That's the beauty of living in Wisconsin, isn't it? Speaking of the rain and snow, how do livestock haulers make sure the supply chain continues to move smoothly even in bad weather? Well, it's all second nature to Rick Reese, who's been hauling livestock since he was in high school. He's been in the business for about 50 years. Today, he's with JBS Livestock Haulers. My first question for him was, why do we even use trucks to haul livestock anyway? There used to be back in the 50s, 60s, uh, before my time, rails used to be quite popular. But then that's just moving them more. You got to move them to the rail, then the rail moves them, then you got to move them from the rail to the processing plant again. For now, you just come straight off the farm or the sales facility and go straight to the processing plant, and it's just less handling. The less you handle livestock, the less they get bruised and damaged and likely of being injured. 
you're also always on a deadline. Can right. you help me understand, though, why those, those deadlines are so important to get cattle where they need to be on time? Well, because they get processed as early as they can after being purchased or, or sent to market. So they want them in there as quick as they can, um, even if there was a little bit of bumping and bruising in the loading or ongoing process. It basically gets them um, processed before the bruises show up. And the longer they stand around, especially if a cattle's not feeling good or a little lame, the more likelihood of it going down and not making it to the processing plant. Once they're immobilized, it cannot be used anymore. Once they can't walk on their own, they are discarded as, you know, waste. Just like with traveling of any kind, whether you're hauling livestock or whether you're trying to go somewhere warm on vacation, weather can be a big issue. I want to ask you more about especially winter storms that come through, whether it's a blizzard or an ice storm. How do you protect that live cargo and how do you plan ahead for these types of events? Well, first off, it's going to be bad you don't load them. You leave them where they're at because if they're in a barn or a facility like that, they are out of the weather. Once they get into the trailer, the trailers, the company I work for mandates um, trailer closures. The trailers are open to the air for ventilation, especially in the hot summer months. But in the wintertime, it's got to be closed up at least 50% to keep the cold air out. And their body temperature warms up the inside the trailer because there's less air flowing to it. It actually keeps the manure from freezing in the trailer. It's quite warm. It's, you know, 20, 30 degrees in there. If it's zero outside, it's still warm in there. Um, then that's a mandate of JBS. I don't, most, I would say the majority of the companies or processing plants require the trailers to be closed up to keep the cold air out and to keep the cattle, the livestock warmer. But if you get caught in a storm, you got really not much of a choice. If you can't make it somewhere to offload them, they got sitting there and stay in the trailer until you get done till the storm clears. But as soon as it clears, you get yourself going as quick as you can. If you've been out for too long, you got to offload and water them and walk them or whatever before you can continue on with your journey. So in some cases, you do have to do some animal husbandry on the road. USDA mandate, you can only have trailers in transport for so long and they have to be offloaded. The criteria varies for the type of cattle, I believe, and the distance you're going. But, you know, as to say as, as an example, if they can only be on a truck for 18 hours, if you're stuck with 18 hours on the truck, you have to, you are required to take them off, water them, let them walk, and then load them back up and continue your trip. Where do you go to even do that? Because some of these animals, they may not be used to handling. They're not, you know, they're not show cows. You basically, if you got to do that, you could find a sales facility in the area. You know, if you load all of, let's say, Nebraska and come into Wisconsin, you get caught in a bad storm. There's dozens of sale facilities. You know, they might be out of road or whatever, but that usually wouldn't have a problem doing something like that pre-arrange it or whatever to go in there, offload, just turn around and load them back on a little while later after the cattle have been rested and watered. Do the cattle, they're, they're always standing. Do they ever need to sit down in the trailer? You don't want them to lay down because that's how you get your damage to the meats or whatever. And then once they're down, I mean, they're in there, you know, they're not tight in there. Don't get me wrong. They can walk around. But once they're down, then it can sometimes be a struggle from this get back up of another cattle standing over it. Ideal is once you're loaded, you don't ever want to have one lay down on you because that's when things get worse. If you're sitting still and one lays down, that's fine because there's not the bouncing around because the cattle move the whole time even while you're driving down the road. They move around in there. 
if you're standing still, they have a better chance of standing still, not moving around, turning around, look at what's going on outside the trailer because they can see out just as well as we can see in them. So they like to move around. You can feel them move around back there as you're driving. Hey, I want to follow up. You said animals are always moving around <laughs> in the back yeah. of the trailer. So how does that impact how you drive? Do things get pretty rowdy? or At times it can. Once you move down the highway, the highway speed is usually not too bad. Acceleration and deceleration is the worst. You have to drive the truck like you've got an egg underneath your foot. Real slow, steady acceleration. Real slow, steady braking. And curves cannot be fast or, you know, you can't dive into a curve and expect them to come out. Because once that trailer moves, they lose their footing. So they start screwing around, trying to get their footing around and moving around in there. And they'll, you know, bounce around back there. And you just got to drive real, like I say, you got like you got an egg underneath your foot. We talked yep. about cold weather, but what about yep. high temperatures? If it's very high, they try to lower them at night or evening so they can travel during the night. And But if it's during the day you have to load, which a lot of times, you know, more times than not, you have to load during the day, you just keep them moving. Air flows through a trailer, it keeps them moving. Like you driving down the road where your car window's open. You wow. just got to keep moving. And don't try not to, if you see if no traffic delays, try to avoid them and just keep them moving. That's JBS Livestock Hauler Rick Reese making us smarter about what it takes to get meat, maybe corned beef for your St. Patty's celebration, safely to your table. Reese has been in the business for about 50 years. From Chicago, grain is looking up to start the day. And on my screen, the colors are green. How fitting for today's holiday. Cash corn is up four cents at 6.36 and three quarters. December new crop corn is up a penny and three quarters at 5.16 and a quarter. Cash soybeans are up two and three quarters at 14.94 and a quarter. And November new crop soybeans are up three cents at 13.27 and a half. Cash wheat is trading at 7.05 and a half, up six and a half cents. And July new crop wheat is trading at 7.14 and a quarter, up a nickel and a quarter. Taking a look at fluid milk, the April Class 3 milk contract is at 18.60 a hundredweight. May milk up 10 cents at 18.41. Before we hear from Focus on Energy, I wanted to share the news that Wisconsin Women in Conservation has been extended another two years thanks to federal grant money. This project is housed at the Michael Fields Agricultural Institute, and the goal is to give women the resources to be successful in their farm and land conservation plans. Noemi Serrano is the coordinator for the southeastern part of the state. She says Wisconsin Women in Conservation is for everyone, and this is apparent by the people they're attracting. We have more traditional farmers that have a couple of acres or have inherited their farms from families that have had farms for decades to new farmers that just bought their farm last year to urban growers that are growing in community gardens, to women that are interested in farming and are just looking for resources and community and are just barely starting out. So there's a huge variety. The best way to get more info is to visit wiwic.org. Focus on energy. Joining us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. 
people like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com, over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, as soon as Wisconsin's weather allows, just like you, folks are going to get busy, and that includes our energy advisors with Focus on Energy. Time to catch up with them and find out some of the energy-saving benefits that you can find when you partner up with a Focus on Energy advisor. And with us today is Jess Mills. Now, she is exactly that, one of the energy advisors that focuses in on helping Wisconsin farms and agribusinesses find those projects where they can find real savings and real rebates. rebates. So, just you know, I was mentioning, you guys have been out and about and will be out and about uh, if people are planning on going to the WBS Farm Show in Oshkosh. You're going to be there if they want to connect with you physically, huh? Absolutely. Um, I can't tell you our booth number off the top of my head, but I know we're usually in Hangar A. So, yeah, definitely come visit us there. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what we want to remind you about. Although we're loving talking with Jess on the phone on right now and on the air, uh, those folks are busy in covering the state of Wisconsin, be it with energy assessments at farms and agribusinesses or at some of our very important events that happen during the spring. So, Jess, let's talk a little bit about some of the areas of savings that might really touch a sweet spot with our farms going into the growing season of 2023. And I want to start off with irrigation. Irrigation in Wisconsin is a big investment for any farm that's got it, any farm that wants to keep it going for the future. Talk to me a little bit about Focus on Energy's part in trying to keep those engines, those motors going for the future and saving money today. Yeah, so we have a couple a couple offerings if you're looking to upgrade your irrigation system. So we have a pump motor horsepower reduction. So if your pump is oversized, you can get $65 for horsepower reduced if you put in a new smaller pump. You can also add a variable frequency drive to your current system, um, and then that will get you $30 to $50 for horsepower depending on if it's an existing well or if you're putting in a new well. Right. Now, when it comes to evaluating these systems, most of the folks that are running irrigation know what they're running. Do they still ask you to come out and kind of do a site review 
um, because trained eyes, when you guys get out there, sometimes you recognize other areas that they might be able to save on their systems. Yeah, sometimes, you know, they might not know what's the best option for them as far as upgrading, but they know that, you know, maybe their system is not running quite as efficiently as it can. So what we do is we offer $500 um, per pump for getting your pump system assessed. So you can have your irrigation um, provider come out, do that assessment. We will provide, like I said, $500 per pump up to 100% of the cost um, per pump assessed. Um, you have to have a motor of 40 horsepower or greater on that system, and it has to operate at least 500 hours a year to be eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we said, that's people may say, wow, there's not very many people running irrigation, but I think they'd be surprised how many acres in the state are under controlled water, huh? Absolutely, especially once you get into that central part of the state, you see a lot of pivots as you're driving around the countryside. Right, and even more and more folks with corn corn bean rotations that are thinking about irrigation. So again, like we said, these are excellent ways to uh, find savings on that investment that you've made. How long does it generally take, uh, Jessica, to get that whole process completed and get money in the hands of the uh, farmer growers out there? Generally, you know, an application... You know, we send that in, the clock's kind of ticking as soon as that last piece of equipment goes in. You have 60 days to get your application back to us with all the paperwork completed. And then generally, I mean, it's usually a fairly quick turnaround. I would say if everything's complete and everything goes smoothly within a month, two at the most. Mm -hmm. And you always encourage people to try to help focus on energy, make those connections with trade allies that are out there. That's not just about the irrigation specialists that you're working with, but that's kind of anybody that you might be working with on a project. Focus on energy. You folks like to meet those trade allies so they know what's available on projects they might be working with. Absolutely. We work with a number of, you know, contractors, builders, electricians. Um, It's good to get them familiar with the program because the more that they're familiar with it, the more they can help their customers as well. Jessica Milsen is along with us. She is one of the Focus on Energy advisors that will be happy to coordinate some of these visits, some of these conversations with you. Now, the best way to get started is going to the FocusOnEnergy.com website. There you'll be able to take a look at different aspects of the programs Focus on Energy overseas, including specialized projects like agriculture. If you don't see what you need, you can always pick up the phone and give them a call, 800 762 7077. That's 800 762 7077. If you don't see them at one of our uh, spring events, like we mentioned earlier. Jessica, let's talk a little bit about how Wisconsin weather, despite what it may feel like today, is going to change pretty rapidly here in the next 45 days. I start thinking about ventilation equipment for a lot of our livestock producers. Uh, anything new or anything that you can offer? for folks that depend a lot on ventilation equipment, and we'll be doing that again this year. Hey, we like to keep those cows comfortable. Um, one thing that we offer is if you put in an exhaust fan or have an existing exhaust fan, um, if that has a variable speed on it, if it's a new fan, you can get $250 per fan. You don't have to meet any performance requirements as long as it has that variable speed. So that's a nice a nice fan offering if you're looking to upgrade your ventilation with the upcoming season. And that's another one of those. If, uh, if you're inviting a Focus on Energy advisor out there, you can spot a lot of different systems that are helping to keep those cows comfortable. And like you said, uh, one, some, something as simple as uh, just having a variable speed fan on there can turn into real money real fast at $250 
per fan. Absolutely. That's, you know, it's a big investment, but it's also, you know, a pretty, a decent incentive to get back as well to help um, invest in that. Now, what if I've got a project that's getting started this spring, uh, Jessica? Maybe it's something, maybe I've added a new loafing shed or a calf barn or I'm expanding on the dairy or a machine shed. I always say before you even begin, make sure that a focus on energy advisor is involved in the project. And part of that is because you guys can look at a blueprint, you can evaluate it, and you can come up with some a list of savings before anything even gets broken as far as the ground or other things. Definitely. Um, get us involved in those early you know, builder, contractor meetings. We can kind of get you an estimate of what incentives you might be eligible for, get anything pre-approved that needs to be pre-approved, um, and then also just make sure that anything you're putting in that needs to be qualified will qualify for an incentive. So you're getting that maximum savings and incentive. Hey, uh, just on the side here a little bit, one item that uh, Jessica and I talk to off air sometimes is supply situations, supply chain situations. Uh, some of this might be considered a little bit of specialty products. Have you bumped any into any issues this year, Jessica, as far as availability of some of these pumps, uh, fans, products, speed drives, whatever? This year so far, it hasn't been too bad as far as delays. Um, but, you know, of course, that's a good, a good idea to talk to us early. That way, if something does get delayed, just keep us in the loop and we'll work with you to make sure that you're still going to get your incentive. They're very well connected, folks, in case you didn't already think that. Again, Jessica Milsna, just one of the Focus on Energy Advisors across the state of Wisconsin that would be happy to talk to you, happy to come out to your farm or your agribusiness and do an on-site evaluation on areas where you might want to concentrate a little time and attention for rebates and incentives back to your bottom line. As she said, they are also going to be able to see you face-to-face March 28th through the 30th at the WPS Farm Show. That's going to be at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Check the directory when you get there, or like Jessica said, usually they're in Hangar A. Not making any traveling plans? Certainly understand that. Find all our Focus on Energy experts available online, focusonenergy.com, or give them a call, 800-762-7077. That's 800-762-7077. Jessica Mills, now what our focus on 